so this is what it's like. Welcome to The Good, Definitely a podcast produced by DesignWorks Group, celebrating people and everything good in this you world. Gotta, you gotta go through, man. Uh, come on, come on, uh, come on, come on, uh, come on, come on, uh, come on, come on. I was born so I could end up where we all end up. When the race is over, return to the center. There is no way to What's up, everyone? You're listening to The Good, the podcast that celebrates people and everything good in this world. My name is Jared Van, sitting down with Logan Draper. Hi. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm good. What are you doing with the board over there? Sorry, sorry. You're over there, you're over there tinkering? I'll turn my headphones down. Look how you're tinkering. Um, thank you, guys, for listening. If this is your first time listening, um, Logan and I started this probably like six months ago. Six, six or so months ago, yeah. Um, and we just realized a a trend with the with the news that it all seemed kind of bad. Yep. So we wanted to put put together a podcast where we um, kind of focused on people who serve their communities and help other people, and overall just good news. Um, we always start this podcast by talking out talking about what's good in our lives. So what's good? Um. A lot of things. I'm, I'm kind of tired today. And my, my daughter's up at work because her daycare's closed because of the flu going around. So that's been exhausting. Um, but yeah, I had a full weekend for the first time in a long time. I had a all-day Saturday and an all-day Sunday to get stuff done and just hang out and sleep. And so I feel rested mentally, not physically, because I have a kid. But yeah, sounds good. Kate and I got a, uh, a date night at home. Where we watched this amazing show called The Circle on Netflix. Are y'all caught up caught up on that? Oh yeah, we're caught up. It's kind of the worst show, but as far as just like the viewer and the entertainment value, it's great. Yeah, it's kind of the worst premise though. Yeah, but I love it. Yeah, oh boy, Shuby, he's about to win the whole thing. I'm I'm a big Joey fan. Yeah, I kind of like Joey too. I follow both those uh, those guys on IG. So right now we're watching The Circle and The Bachelor. Yeah, I don't know if you watched The Bachelor last week. Uh, some of it. I was playing while I was in the room. Man, what has happened to our lives? Yeah, things have gotten real dicey. Unfortunately, those are the two good things in my life, the circle and the bachelor. Were those on your thing? No. Oh, okay. What's good in your life, man? Um, little dudes sleeping. Sleeping better. Um, yeah, he's, he's kind of sleeping through the whole night somewhat. Huge win. Yeah. Um, I got a week under my belt with a CPAP. I woke up a little bit foggy this morning, That's right. but I'm starting to get better as the day goes on. Starting to get used to that and sleeping a little bit better and feeling a little bit more rested. I was just in in a deep clean mode Saturday. Usually, usually Saturdays. So my wife Emily, um, she went and had lunch with her friends. So I put on a movie and usually. When that happens on Saturdays, when I put on a movie, I fall asleep when Walker's asleep, but I stayed awake the whole movie. And I got up, and I just deep cleaned the kitchen. Just taking stuff out of the fridge that was old, and like scraping stuff out of the the pots and pans that were in the fridge of super old food, and cleaning those. Feels so good. I was just in deep clean mode. Look at you have an extra energy, man. That's wild. So, yeah. So that's good. Yeah, that's a huge win for you. Yeah. Hopefully that continues. So, yeah, that's the main thing. 
starting to get used to that bad boy. It was kind of wet last night. I don't know what happened. I think I turned up the humidif- humidification too much. And I just woke up and I was just like wet. Might have been drool. I don't know. Could have been snot. Who like knows? Your, like your face was like like yeah. physically wet. Like around the mask, yeah. Oh. I don't know. It was weird. That was weird. Anyways, still trying to get used to it, but it was drooling. But yeah. It's uh it's been a it's been a blessing so far. Yeah, it's a good win. So that's what that's what's good. And actually my haiku has to do a sleep, so we're gonna move on to our haikus. Happy hi hi a hi hi a haikus. That was a great transition. That was a great getting transition. Getting better. That was, a, that was yeah. I'm getting better. The, the one thing you got to work on is you can't talk about the transition after work. No, because I got to acknowledge. Okay. I guess fair. I guess once I get super good at transitions, I can't acknowledge it every time. I guess the part the part of the good is celebrating the good. Yeah. And that was a good thing that we're celebrating. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See? Touche. It works. All right. Here's mine. The alarm goes off. The bed is super cozy. Hit snooze seven times. That was the old Jared, the new Jared, waking up before the alarm and just hopping out of bed like I'm on a pogo stick, boop, boop. just hopping out. Are you really? Are you yeah. out of bed a lot faster? Uh, no, not really. I still roll out of bed. I didn't mean like physically. Like you're not hitting the snooze seven times. No, maybe just once now. Yeah, yeah. What time are you going to bed? Uh, it depends. What time did you go to bed last night? Pretty late. I mean, I got in bed at ten ish. Oh, you killed me. Then. then I finished watching that. Uh. That cheer show on Netflix. Oh gosh! And then I read a couple chapters of oh, the book. On. So you're watching The Circle, The Bachelor, and Cheer, cheer. which I have a whole new respect for cheerleading. Yeah, well, you, no, you need to fair. watch it. It's a good show. Well, I I watched the whole trailer. We need to watch the show, and I wasn't sold. So, well, I'll trust your input though. You haven't steered me wrong yet. It's the last chance you accept is cheerleading, basically. You need to watch it. Okay, I won't, but I'll think about it. Okay, well, we got a lot of important things to watch. Like what? Don't don't f with cats. Okay, gotta finish that. I still haven't watched any of Star Wars or Lord of the Rings. Okay, so, well, you've I'm had behind. you've had like twenty years to do that. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't know. sound like you're ever gonna get around to that. I might not. Um, that was a good haiku though. Thanks. I'm glad you're sleeping. I pulled a Jared this week on my haiku. And, Did you uh, one? I stole some lyrics. Which I'll explain um, afterward. Uh, and also, not only did I steal the lyrics, but I chopped up the chorus to make it fit as a haiku. So it's not even actually right. But good news, good news. Yeah. They don't like it when I'm down, but when I'm flying. What uh, lyric is that? What you know, song? You know who this is from? No. This is a song called Good News by Mac Miller. Oh. It's a brand new song released. Oh, this he just month released that Mac. whole album, didn't he? The album's coming out on the 17th. Oh, it's the 17th. If you don't know, uh, Mac Miller passed away the day after? The day after my daughter was born. And so, like, it's always stuck with me for some reason. But yeah. I'm a big Mac Miller fan, and so I thought it was super cool that his family's releasing this music, and this song is kind of hard for me to listen to. But I also love it because I, I think I relate to him like with a lot of his anxiety and like, I don't know. I think it's not a sad thing. It's a it's a huge win that, that his music is going to live on. Yeah. So good news, good news. Good yeah. news. I don't think the course is actually like super positive. I think it's just like people want a certain thing from him. 
but I turn it into something a little bit more positive. There you go. But I bet I bet old Mac would appreciate that. I think you would. I don't know. I think you would. All right. We're going to move on to our headlines. If you're down and feeling kind of crappy, well, guess what? We'll make you happy. Happy headlines. Yeah. Happy headlines. So a segment, we both pull out two headlines that are good news headlines, and we talk about them. Yeah. It's a good news. It's great. It's not the good news, but it's good news. It's good news. As opposed to bad news, which seems to be the norm. All right, here's my first headline. Man gives pizza delivery driver new vehicle after chasing down stolen car in Port Huron. So this... uh, What? Yeah, this dude, um, or this person named Raiden Jones. He's a pizza delivery driver, and he just had a normal delivery at a high school. And he ran in to deliver the pizzas, came back out, and his car was stolen. Um, so he's kind of freaking out and then kind of s- separately after the car was stolen, this, this guy named Kevin Lintke saw a car driving erratically and called nine one one. He said he like saw the car drive onto the freeway entrance the wrong way, which is kind of terrifying. Um, and just overall the car was driving erratically. He didn't know it was stolen or anything. Just saw a dangerous situation and called nine one one. Then he ended up like following the car he was keeping dispatchers aware um, the whole time as like the car was entering the freeway. And then he saw the car sideswipe another car. And the person who, who was driving the car ended up dumping the car and running. And <clears throat> Kevin uh, ran after, the, ran after uh, the person driving the car and convinced her to stop and wait for police. And then he later find, found out that it was actually a stolen car and belonged to the pizza delivery guy. Um, so he, he called the, he called the shop happy's pizza and he found out that happy's okay. Found out that the, the car belonged to one of their employees, a delivery driver. And, um, his manager told Kevin, um, what a good worker that Raiden was. And, uh, that's when Kevin said he knew he could help and he knew what to do. So he decided to give Raiden, the delivery driver, the minivan that he was going to sell. So I guess, uh, I guess the uh, the car was pretty messed up when it sideswiped this car. Mm. So he is he was out of a car. So um, this dude who like chased the the car down, um, got a hold of or found out who it belonged to, got a hold of his employer, and ended up giving him the minivan that he was going to sell. He said. Raiden said, I'm not going to lie. I'm about to burst into tears because who does that? It's a godsend that this man out of nowhere who I've never met would do this. It's mind blowing. So did it say what he was driving first? No. Hopefully it's like a, like a super cool sports car or something. Now he's driving, now he's driving a minivan. Upgraded to the minivan. Oh, for sure. You know how many pizzas you could fit in a minivan? You can also eat pizza in a minivan. That's true. You You can live in a minivan. You can make pizza in a minivan. That's true. It is the it's the best all around utility vehicle. I think. Just take out those seats. Just got the whole back area to like live in yeah, and what cook it, pizza and deliver. He can probably start his own pizza business now. Out the back. Yeah. And still watch a movie. Yeah. The whole time. Great date spot. Great date spot. Hang up some lights. Yeah. If you're into smoking hookah, you could smoke hookah in the back of a yep. minivan. Yeah. Some key lights. Yep. Change those colors. Yep. So, 
get a good vibe going. So yeah, car got stolen, upgraded to a minivan, and now he's got endless opportunities. That's cool. Even if you think about it, obviously not knowing anything about the minivan, even if it's not like a super nice, you know, vehicle, I mean, you're giving away two, three, four, five grand. Yeah. Of money you could have made easy. Yeah. And just letting someone have it. I think that's super cool. Yeah. He didn't owe him. He didn't steal the vehicle. You know? Yeah. This guy had nothing to do with that. That's super I kinda, cool. I kind of just like that he saw this car driving erratically. So he just chased him down. Yeah. Then <laughs> even like chased her down after she dumped the car and was running away and convinced her to stay around and wait for the police. And then, first off, he went out of his way to chase the car down and then chase her down. And then he went out of his way again yeah, yeah. to do the, the detective work to find out who the car belonged to. Yep. Find out where the person that owned the car worked. And then to get in touch with the person, yeah. give him your minivan. It's a lot of de- detective work. A lot of going out of your way. They better give him a free pizza. Yeah, at least. Hopefully. That's super know. cool. What's the guy's name again? His name is Kevin Lindke. Lindke. Nice work, Kev. Yeah, good good job, Kev. That's a big win. My, uh, my first story um, is pretty much the exact opposite. But uh, this guy named Jim McKay in Austin, Texas, uh, was doing what I think you and I enjoy doing in some of our free time, and he was shopping at Goodwill. Uh-huh. One of the best places to buy just about anything. Oh, yeah. I got some of my golf clubs from there. Um, I got snorkeling stuff from there. Got a few uh, kitchen items from there, yep. kitchen appliances. First paintball gun from yeah. there. A lot of clothes. A lot of clothes. Um, but... I don't know what Jim was was about to do with this, but Jim went and bought a VCR. Um, and he had purchased it over a year before this moment. But um, he's looking at the VCR. He realized there was already a tape in there, and so he played it, and it was somebody's home videos, which could have been dicey, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. So he said that in the video when it first popped up, there's a young boy in a diaper taking his first steps to his father. That's crazy. So this was from September 1994. Um, and so he just kind of like, I don't know. He just said basically the quotes throughout this whole story are him just over and over again saying like, I just had to do something about it. I got this family deserves. He's a dad himself. So he knew that uh, his family deserved to get to see this footage. So again, like most of our stories, he went to social media, posted it. People started sharing it. Uh, I always love it when somebody just like posts something like this and then the news stations pick it up. It's like they started putting it out um, and then the family ended up actually seeing uh, the news story and I think it was the mom. Yeah, the mom was like looking. She's like, I I think I know the house. I know that living room. She's like, oh, I'm the one that set the camera up. And so um, they ended up getting in touch Um and I think the daughter said, I haven't seen my dad and brother in a room for a long time um, to see uh, to see that and to see all the love and everything. To me back to a place that I could never go without that tape. Um, but yeah, super simple story. But I think it's just stories like this, the small ones that convict me that um, I feel like you're definitely the king of finding the bus drivers, uh-huh. the people who are saving people's lives throughout the city. I think it's just like small stories of people going out of their way to try to return something to people or to a, continue a memory. That was a really goodwill gesture. <laughs> I, I knew you were looking at me. I knew there was something. Sorry. No. 
You've been, you, as soon as I started telling the story, you knew you were going to say that. No, I, I didn't. Yeah, that is a, that's the beauty of Goodwill. Yeah. That's the beauty of, beauty of garage sales. Like yeah. every, every, uh, around there has a story. That just had a, a little bit deeper story to it, that yeah. item. I know, and the daughter was had probably been uh, looking for that tape. She was. Good, it was she, she was goodwill hunting. It's already. Oh golly! <laughs> in the fact that the the VHS was rewinded in the VCR, that never happens. You always have to spend like an hour rewinding. That's a good point. Maybe VHS it was in the middle though. Oh, maybe yeah. Maybe I guess he could have done. Maybe it the Lord had uh yeah put it to the certain spot so that maybe so that our guy Jim could find it. But yeah, I think it's a cool story. I'm about to go to Goodwill and buy me a, a VCR. It also caught, uh, caught me off guard. I don't know if you can see this really well, but this is just like a screen frame or a screen grab from it. And uh, it's just crazy. I, I just, I don't know. There's something nostalgic for me about those lines. Those Going lines? The, what, lines. Oh, like, lines. Like not having the clear picture. Yeah. That's the way, by the way, when I think of like in the 80s, that's the way I think everyone's eyes were. I think people saw the world like this. Oh, yeah. I don't think that it was, I mean. Yeah. That was a good. That was a great Goodwill hunting joke, and you ruined it. So continue. That was a great Goodwill hunting joke. I appreciated it. All right, my next one. The headline is Lau Down. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. It's a it's a city in uh, Virginia, I think. It's like a dance. Lau Down teacher takes part in kidney exchange with former student. So, this teacher. Her name is Christy Kaplan. She is a Loudoun County elementary school teacher, and she agreed to participate in a paired kidney kidney exchange program um, that will allow one of her former students to receive a life saving um, kidney transplant. So it's not like a it's not she is giving her kidney to her former student. It's like this program that she will give her kidney to somebody. And then somebody else that matches with her former student will give their kidney to her. It's some uh, program where they have like two pairs of people. And since the teacher's not compatible with her former student, there's like the, the program that she can still get a kidney as long as the teacher gives a kidney. So she's taking part in that program. Oh, cool. Um, so uh, as part of the kidney swap, she will donate one of her kidneys. It's kind of what I just said to another person in need of a kidney while Kaplan's former student, Lexi Ruff, will receive a compatible kidney from a different living donor. Um, so Lex, Lexi, the student, is scheduled to receive her new kidney at 3 p.m., I guess tomorrow, on Tuesday. And then Kaplan is scheduled to give her kidney to her recipient at 8.45 a.m. This is very detailed. I'm giving you guys exact times when this is happening. She's scheduled, scheduled to give her kidney um to the her recipient at 8 45 a.m on january 16th um so in a couple days so lexi the student she suffered multiple organ failure and bleeding in the brain at birth her other organs eventually recovered but her kidneys never did and she's been on and off dialysis her entire life so kaplan was lexi's teacher in fourth grade and that's when um, Lexi's health kind of took a downturn and it worsened after a transplanted kidney she had received from a deceased donor a few, few, few years earlier went into decline. So after, um, after that year of teaching Lexi, she regularly checked in on Lexi 
over the next five years. So she was in fourth grade when she taught her. She's in ninth grade now, so a freshman in high school. So she checked in on her um, over those five years after she, uh, I guess, graduated from the fourth grade. And Kaplan would drop off stuffed animals for Lexi when she was hospitalized. And she also raised more than $1,500 in Lexi's name for a uh, hospital in their community. Um, and then after a year's worth of testing to determine whether or not she could give Lexi a kidney, Kaplan was ruled out as a donor. So I'm sure that was a little bit of a bummer yep. that she couldn't directly give her kidney to her former student. But then um, she was contacted by um, Johns Hopkins and they told her about this exchange, pro- the swap kidney swap program that they had. And she signed on and she's about to give a kidney and Lexi's about to receive a kidney through it. So pretty cool. Just a, uh, just a teacher and especially like staying in contact and yeah. checking or I guess like getting updates for five years yep. after, um, you taught her in the fourth grade and then eventually everything coming full circle and you being a big part of her getting a yep. kidney transplant. Most teachers absolutely don't get the credit they deserve. Yeah. So yeah, that's, uh, probably going way above and beyond as a teacher. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, most, most teachers, I feel like, um, there's a couple, that's, that's, there. how, that's how much they, they care about their students. I know. It's very impressive. Yeah. There's a, uh, going back to that cheer, the cheer show, the cheerleading show, the, uh, like head coach of the cheer. She's pretty awesome. Really? She has a, she has a few times when there where, where she's talking about her students. That's, that's pretty cool. Fine, I'll watch it. Um, My last headline is single mom who grew up in foster care adopts six boys. Um, So her name, I thought I was going to try to do this, but her name is Jessica. Her name is Jessica. Benzikiang. Yep. Um, so when she was 12 years old, her mom lost uh, the custody rights to her. Um, and she said she talked a lot in the story about how the caseworker warned her that she was going to have a difficult time finding a family to adopt her because of how old she was. Most people don't want to adopt um, a kid. Apparently, there was 12, a baby. So she said that she said it was one, it was hard to hear, but she knew that the journey was going to be tough. So she spent the next six years in foster care until she enrolled in college. Um, she, had, she talked a lot in here as well about how difficult it was um, being in college and not having a family. And one year during the holidays, um, when everybody's just going home and everything shuts down, she rented a room for herself um, because she had absolutely nowhere to go. She, she said that she actually just paid for a room the size of a guest closet. So she had definitely felt what it was like to be in foster care. She definitely felt what it was like to be without a family. And so... Um, it was a driving force for her. So she was determined to make a difference in the youth uh, foster care. So she took in six boys, siblings Will, who's 17, Carter, who's 14, Sydney, who's 13, and Buddy, who's 8, and then also brothers um, that were 6 and 4 about five years ago. And we've, we've... 
been privileged enough to be a part of the foster care system and get to work with a lot of families in that. And uh, it's crazy. Like you think about a kid who's 17, like, well, they're almost 18. They're almost out of the system. But I mean, just like Jessica's story, you get to college or you continue on in the career, but you have no one around you. Like you have no family, not even just like the holidays. Like when, when things get hard, you don't have any kind of a safety net. You have no one to, um, to have your back. And so I think it's super cool that she invested back into people that were in the same uh, seat she was in the whole time in this article it's cool because she keeps talking about how like she needs them and they keep her grounded um, she also has two kids of her own um, who are 14 and 9 and they apparently all get along great that's a lot of kids she got a full house she's got a f- <laughs> is that another TV show reference no you're the one who made the, the movie reference I haven't made any TV show references <laughs> She does have a full house, though. So. You're on your game today. She does have a full house. Sounds like it might be she might be getting a fuller house. Okay. Um, but yeah, according to these are just a couple stats. Uh, according to the Adoption Network, about four hundred and twenty-eight thousand children are currently in foster care in the United States, and more than one hundred and fourteen thousand of them cannot be um, returned to their families. Um, only one hundred and thirty-five thousand children are adopted in the country each year. It's not that much. Yeah. If you think about it. Um, nearly 20,000 children will age out of the foster care system when they reach the age of 18 or, or 21, depending on the state they live. Adopt U.S. kids reported. Um, these young people will then be in increased odds of experiencing homelessness or becoming unemployed, the organization said. Everybody tells me how lucky these kids are for what I'm doing and what a good thing I did, um, Jessica said. But they keep me grounded. I went through my 20s thinking I didn't really need a family, but I did. They give me a purpose. So, shout out to Jessica. Yeah. For putting a lot on the line. Yeah. I think I was, I was watching a video the other day, and I could be getting this wrong, but I'm pretty sure in the video it said, I think it was Arizona, like they've like cleared out their foster care system. Oh, cool. Like all of them are, I guess, with families. Hopefully that's right. If you, I'm pretty sure I heard that on. If you look the at the day. numbers, I've seen the numbers for Austin, Texas. I've seen the numbers in, in our county. If you look at, um, like a lot of problems in the world with, um, homelessness, with disease, with just people all over the world not having food, like a lot of that stuff feels real insurmountable. Like it just feels like uh, it's gonna take us a long time to solve this problem. Mm-hmm. Foster care is not one of them. Yeah. We absolutely could solve that. We could eradicate that problem quickly. Um, so I hope that continues to change. But I don't know. I think people like Jessica who walk were in the system, came out of it, and uh, can successfully help raise six kids that and a lot of people would have said are already too old, um, I think is one of the coolest things ever. Yeah. So, Eight kids. Yeah. Two of her own and then the sixth. I know, and I think her. How she's got enough, say her she's son got enough for a baseball team. Counting her, her, her biological son is fourteen. So you're talking about when you adopt, you've got a kid who's seventeen, a kid who's fourteen, a kid who's thirteen. Like that's a lot of kids in there that are around the same age, if not, and one's older. So like you're going into new experiences you've never even experienced. Yeah. But I don't know, and I think I think there's something that was one of the things that really kind of messed me up was seeing kids that don't have, um, they get separated from their siblings. It's the worst. So. Um, shout out to the whole squad. Yeah, let's go. They can have like the best. I don't know. They got in the 
opportunities for like playing sports in the backyard. Yep, they do. They can have a big wiffle ball game. Yep. They almost have enough for five on five basketball. Yep. One two more. neighbors swing by. Yeah, two neighbors swing by and they're good. Man. I mean, yeah. It's perfect. My mom can play all time quarterback. Yep. It's perfect. So shout out to them. Yeah. All right. I got a I got a few uh quick hitters and warning. Viewer discretion, listener discretion is advised for this first one. This first one is. Can I step out? Yeah. Okay. You might need to. Galapagos giant tortoise has so much sex, he retires after saving his species. He retires? <laughs> so, yeah. Apparently, this this uh, specific Galapagos giant tortoise is estimated to be about 130 years old. And he's returning home after <laughs> after having so much sex that he saved a species. So, <laughs> yeah. The population went from 15 Galapagos, Galapagos giant tortoise. It had like one a long species name for... But yeah, this is talking about like this specific species. The population went from 15 to to 2,000 tortoises due to like some breeding program that this uh this specific tortoise was in. His name is Diego, and they estimate that as many as 40 percent of the current population of tortoises are thought to be descendants of Diego. <laughs> Let's go, Diego. <laughs> that dude. Yeah, yeah. So he's that's, retired. That's the whole story. Yeah, they they let him back. Uh, they just let him free back in the Galapagos. But yeah, he was uh, apparently part of some like breeding program. And at the beginning of the program, the the population was fifteen, and now it's two thousand. So I would say he's uh pretty efficient. Oh, like fifteen, fifteen, fifteen. Yeah, like. Oh, I thought you meant like fifteen thousand to twenty thousand. No, like fifteen. You can count on your hands. Count with your fingers. Fifteen. Wait. Okay. Yeah, there we go. to two thousand. So there's still not that many, but oh, two thousand. Do I have all the numbers not, wrong? Yeah, not twenty thousand. Two thousand. Yeah, I'm sorry. This is a great story, though. Shout yeah. out to Diego. Yeah, good job, Diego. Killing the game. Um, another quick hitter, Serena Williams, to donate ASB Classic prize money to Australian Bushfire Aid. So she won this uh this tournament in New Zealand. She won forty three thousand dollars, and she's donating it all to the. Um, to help aid in the Australian bushfire stuff that's going on. I think she also said that um, before the tournament even started that she was going to um, donate a lot of her, I guess, like dresses or whatever they wear um, during tournaments, and then whatever prize money she won, she ended up winning and uh, won $43,000 and then donated it all. And then one more. This was almost should have been like a, a uh, the full story I did, but... Boy born without brain defies odds to live. So this boy was born with just 2% of his brain, um, and he defied the odds, and he's now a happy six-year-old. So his what? parents, yeah, it's kind of crazy. His parents were advised um, to, to terminate the pregnancy five times um, after finding out their baby had no brain. Um, but by the time Noah, who um, is this kid, by the time he was three years old, his brain had grown to 80% of the normal size. And um, they said, because we're older parents, we know our own minds and we're positive people. We wanted to give Noah the chance of life. They gave him the chance of life. He's six years old now. Let's go. And apparently the dude is like learning to surf and ski and do a bunch of, do a bunch of other stuff now. But yeah, the doctors told the parents that 
Their son would be severely mentally disabled and unable to talk, see, hear, or eat. They also discovered that Noah had spina bifida and gave him very little chance of surviving. And basically said that if he somehow did survive, that he would be like severely disabled. And Alice dude just out there surfing dude. and stuff as a six-year-old. Noah? Noah, yeah. Dude. So. What a guy. Yeah. Those are my quick hitters. I got one. Um, shout out to Noah, though. And to, yeah. the, and to, to his family for trusting that. Yeah. What a special guy. Mm-hmm. One of a kind. Mm-hmm. That was a Noah reference. A what? One of a kind. Not two. Okay. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Too much. Now I was reached. I, gotcha. I reached. I'm just trying to... Okay. He kind of went over my head with that one. I reached. Um, might just be too smart for me. Nope. That was a reach. And I failed. And I'm embarrassed now. Um, this is a, I saw the story like four times this weekend, and the video is top-notch, but I cried. I cried a lot this weekend. I cried for some reason really hard on the two Hall of Fame nods. They were done on TV oh, with yeah. Bill Cowher and Jimmy and Johnson. Jimmy Johnson was, was pretty emotional. That one got me. It even got me seeing Troy Aitman cry. Yeah. I don't know why. Which then sent me on a trail of watching the Heisman speech. And then I watched uh, the last draft picks, the last like first and second draft picks, get the phone call. I cried. And then I cried at the Hall of Fame knock. The what? That's how What's they that? find out Like when they're in the hotel usually. Um, that guy that came on TV will come and like knock on their hotel door and all the families in there and that's how he invites them to Canton. Oh. So cool. Um, that's going to be a cool job. Yeah, so I cried a lot. Uh, but I also saw this story, this story and I cried a ton. But Ohio boy surprised by classmates in school hallway after final chemo treatment. My dude, J.O. J.O.? John Oliver. Oh. So he goes by J.O. He beat and destroyed leukemia after three years. And this is the, I can't really see it. You can post this. J O K O that cancer. Dude, let's go. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So he showed up to school and they, they talked a lot in here about like just the physical pain that he goes through, like from the side effects of chemotherapy. And three years is a long time. He spent yeah. 18 days in the hospital, but look at this. This, this first off, this is your biggest nightmare. Walking yeah. through the people clapping for you. But look at him. Look how cute he is. He is super, how old is he? Six year old. Did he beat it? J O with the K O. Dude. What a G. So yeah, I cried. I cried pretty hard watching that. I don't know why. You know when I cried this weekend? Watching cheer. Watching the the last episode, the end of the the end of the last episode of Cheer. Just in bed by myself watching a cheerleading <laughs> TV show. Just get a little teary-eyed. Nothing wrong with that, man. Yeah. I got I got so emotional last night watching Jimmy Johnson get that for some reason. Yeah. And Katie, Katie couldn't understand it, really. I think she was like, why are you so upset? But I think it's so cool. Like, you worked your whole life for that. Yeah. And they hear 328, like your number 328 or whatever it was in the Hall of Fame. How many, I can't remember how many uh, players they've said have played. A lot, did he make it? In, did he play, or is he, is he making it as a coach? Coach. Did he play? I, I don't know. honestly don't know. Yeah, Bill Cowher was a hard one too. He seemed uh, kind of frustrated at first. <laughs> did yeah. you see that one? No, I didn't see that one. Uh, that was they did that one a night or two ago, and they came up on him and surprised him and he got kind of emotional and he like told the guys like you're wrong for doing it here and so the guy's like all right i'll leave and like start to walk off he's like no 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 and his family showed up and that's just 
But yeah, Ka- I made Katie sit there for 30 minutes while I was going through and watching the knock videos. I didn't even know that's a thing. Yeah, it's really cool. Emmett right. Smith's one is really good. Randy Moss. That one got me. Usually they knock, and there's like a 15-second delay. No, they're waiting for the knock. Mm-hmm. Ray Lewis's knock, and I'm not being sarcastic, it's less than a full second. It's like door open. <laughs> and he's just like, just standing there's the best. Yeah. So I don't have to go. I don't have to go watch some of those now. They're good. Yeah, I didn't know that's a thing. Some of them are actually recorded from inside the room. Trust me, man. YouTube's bad for me. Yeah, I disappear. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's all we have for this episode. Thank you guys um, for listening. We appreciate it. Um, if you liked what you heard, go find us on preferably iTunes. Leave us some a rating and some feedback. We would highly appreciate that. Uh, But yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, We hope you all have a great week. And as always, be on the lookout for the good.